At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Tuesday edition of Final Countdown here on VEASAN. Matt Brown and Jonathan Von Tobel here on the desk. We are we, we are sitting here. Uh, Stormy is being important somewhere. She is yeah. uh, moderating a panel over at G2E. So uh, good on her. And I did not get asked. I don't know if I did. I did not get asked. I don't know if you you got asked or not. Uh, do you really need to ask that yeah, question? Yeah, no, I, I didn't get asked to moderate <laughs> any sort of panels or anything like that. So, guys, stick around. The NBA Guide is live for VEASAN and this man right here. A lot of blood, sweat, right, and tears in that thing, huh? Put in hours upon hours and days and nights and mornings and times that you can't imagine getting that thing out for all of you. So, that is uh, fresh off the presses. And, again, you can be a, you have to get this by being a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You cannot buy this thing a la carte anymore. So we're hooking them in, John, and they get the goods with that. I hope so. I I think it's worth it. Uh, 80 pages worth of content for you, previews of all 30 teams, uh, all the good stuff in there. Uh, Betting tips for beginners written by Josh Applebaum, uh, Adam Burke with a great breakdown of mid-range shooting and how it's affected sports betting going forward. And other stuff like best bets for MVP. Uh, how about three candidates for every single player awards and all of my futures bets that I've made, which we'll go over today, I think. Yeah, we're going to have some good NBA talk here on the show today. So stick around again. Vison slash subscribe. slash subscribe if you do want to go ahead and get that in your inbox today. You can do it today. It's a digital download. So go ahead and do that. But, John, of course, we are going to talk Monday night football in which the Kansas City Chiefs rally from a big first half deficit to find a 30 to 29 win. Of course, the plus seven gets home, the over 51 and a half gets home in this thing. And, you know, the big 
deal. I'm sure you saw it last night, and I had to put out my my snarky tweet and whatever is. So anytime anyone does anything controversial anymore in the NFL, oh, people yeah. start screaming analytics, right. right? And it's like, no, you are conflating analytics with a poor coaching decision. No analytic, no analytics is ever spitting out to go for two with four minutes left because all you're doing is incentivizing the other team to play more aggressively. Like, no, there's no – and everyone's like, this analytics is ruining everything and analytics this and analytics that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Everything that goes wrong cannot be blamed on analytics. Can I interject really quick? Aaron Schatz, the Football Outsiders, put it really well on Twitter yesterday. He said, remember that any time an NFL coach makes a decision that does not work out, that is analytics. Yes. Like, that's exactly what it is. I agree with you. If you actually follow – analytics, and you understand what win probability is and what these situations are, uh, almost every single win probability model was like, mm, no, don't do that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't abhorrent, but it was just like, nah, like, you don't really add the, the win probability there. I I think there's nuance to these conversations. I think I understand wanting to play with a lead against Kansas City as opposed to tying mm-hmm. it up, whatever it is. Those are all things you can get to. But I, your original premise, which is anytime a guy goes for it, does not mean it's analytics. The same thing happens in basketball conversations. Like, analytics just says shoot threes. But actually, analytics says get to the rim and get free throws. <laughs> right. But we could talk about that another time. Yeah, and, and so you look at this last night and the decision, if you didn't, if you weren't watching, it get, gets to be 30 to 29. The Raiders decide to go 4-2, try to get up 31 to 30 in the game. It doesn't happen. And, of course, the no, nobody scores and ends up 30 to 29. And, John, as you mentioned, listen, it's not the craziest thing in the world to want to go for something right there and all that. Like I, I listen, I, I could sit here and you can say aggression sometimes does pay off and aggression sometimes can be rewarded. Lord knows when guys play too close to the vest, we kill them for that too. Right. right? And it's like, we, so, so the first thing we want to do is start screaming up and screaming whenever somebody does something that's at least a little bit controversial in, in all of this. But look, would I have probably kicked it? Probably, you know, whatever. There, Kansas City probably had two drives left in the game, and so even if you go up by one point, what is that really doing for you, right? right? I mean, like, so they probably had two. But I, again, like you said, it's not like it was not the worst decision I've ever seen. Basically, right. no, I agree. Like, to. look, there are things again, not analytically. There are things that change when you lead, and people mm-hmm. don't. I think people really misinterpret or don't understand what playing with a lead is or how much it's worth mm-hmm. in football, right? Especially in the NFL, if you're the Raiders and you're up even by one. That means slightly, slightly more pass rushing situations for you if you're defense. You know, if you're mm-hmm. playing defensively, you get pretty good jet rusher, Max Crosby. Like those little things, it changes the way Kansas City plays things. And yes, does it mean that Kansas City probably goes for it on a fourth down? Sure. They also probably should have gone for it on that fourth and yeah. three that they had yes. uh, to ice the game. That was the biggest egregious decision when it came to analytic decisions. But like those kind of things, like. I agree. Like, if you're going to tell me I would have kicked it, I'd be like, okay. If you were to tell me I agree with him going for it, I'd be like, okay. Right. Like, that's why I feel like I wish we would have these conversations. Everybody gets so binary, like, it's wrong or it's right. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, there's nuance and there's different ways to kind of go around talking about these things. So, if we look last night, Mahomes, 292 passing yards. So, he goes over his total. You get Carr at 241 under his. Jacobs goes way, way over his rushing at 154 yards. Adam goes way over his uh, receiving, even though he only had three receptions, but those were big ones and goes for 124. So he goes far over as well. But then you get Travis Kelsey <laughs> last night, 25 receiving yards. And of those 25 receiving yards, four of them, four of those receiving yards were across the end zone. He gets four touchdowns last night. I have to tell no one cares about a fantasy story. Like, no, actually, no one cares about a fantasy bad beat. Were you one of the five people who either lost or won because Travis so, Kelsey? So yeah. I go in losing. I go in losing last night by like eighteen points. 
the guy I'm playing has Waller, and I have Kelsey. Oh, boy. Waller pulls the hammy, right. doesn't put up any points whatsoever. Then Kelsey has this four-touchdown day on 25 yards, and I win by, like, a point and a half. It was it was glorious, I got to admit. Like, hey, good you know, for you. Listen, right? listen people, people don't want to hear bad beat stories, but how about a good beat story? That's a good beat story. Well, I, I mean, I think nobody wants to hear a fantasy story. Yeah. I think that's the other part about it, too. Yeah. Would you like to hear about mine? No? Yes, yes. No, no, it, was no, not glo- it was not as glorious. So, what do you think about the Chiefs, though, overall here? I mean, listen, they were, in my power ratings, they were, they were number three. I had Eagles, then Bills, then Chiefs. Uh, it was a home game in which they really struggled in the first half. That said, kind of found some footing somewhere along the way. Did you take anything away from this different that maybe changed your mind on the Chiefs, or it is like it, it kind of is what it is? No, I, like I think I feel like it's more kind of what it is. What mm. it is, I, I still feel. To be honest with you, I feel like I still want more from Kansas City, mm. like especially with these last two or these last two. Um, performances next to each other, right? They got in that Buccaneers game, and it looked like they took it personal. Like, they wanted mm-hmm. to go into Tampa Bay, beat the crap out of the Buccaneers, and they did it from start to finish. It was a brilliant offensive performance every which way. And then you see this Raiders game, and it's like, ah, you know what? Someone disjointed first half. They have to come back. And then they look the way they do mm-hmm. on those five drives, right, where they score four touchdowns, get a field goal on the other one of them. They look absolutely incredible. But, like, yes, they're four and one. But I think if you actually look at, like, the nuances of some of their games, there is some really odd, disjointed stretches of yeah. play for the Chiefs in which, yes, they're 4-1. and one. I don't want to say they're lucky to be 4-1, and one, but I feel like even at 4-1, and one, you can come out of this thinking, I think arguably you want something more out of mm-hmm. Kansas City because the highs that they have achieved throughout these five games are insanely high, but they just haven't been consistent. And this schedule is just absolutely brutal. We talked about this heading into the season, you yep. and I, when we were breaking this down, but it, it – you know, does not let up for this team. Buffalo, San Francisco, they do get a bye in week eight, which I, you know, they would probably love considering what the stretch they're going to be coming off of there. But then they do come out with at least a little bit of a of, of an easy Tennessee-Jacksonville back-to-back right there coming out of the bye. But then it's Chargers, then it's Rams, then it's Cincinnati. Maybe they have it figured out by then. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe it'll be – maybe we'll be looking at that one as more of just a, an easy game for them. But it, it is certainly one of those deals where this is – a this Buffalo-San Francisco back-to-back – I'm not saying we're going to figure out who this Chiefs team is, mm-hmm. but I do think we will come away from those two games going, okay, this team, despite the fact they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore and despite the fact that they lost you know, a couple of other ancillary receivers and all that, they do have what it takes to get this done maybe when we're, whenever we uh, start talking about this in January. Or we might come out of that going, you know what, they're going to be – they're a fine team. Yeah. I don't know if they're a championship quality team. No, I agree. Yeah. And and think about, too, the prototype of the Bills and the 49ers, the two teams that they're going to face next. Those are two teams that can do what bothers Patrick Mahomes, which is just rush our down four mm-hmm. guys and drop everybody back. We'll pressure you with those four, and we'll force you to be really patient with your, with your decision-making. We'll have a lot of guys in coverage. That was something that really bothered Mahomes, right, as we know, last year. And this year he's done actually quite a bit better. Uh, if you look at it this year, he hasn't been blitzed. Or, yeah, he hasn't been blitzed on 71.4% of his dropbacks. He's thrown seven touchdowns to two interceptions, but at a PFF passing grade of 82.1, that's in stark contrast with what he was doing last year in those situations. So, like, if you look at it, he threw 13 interceptions, by the way, in those situations, and had 22 of his turnover-worthy plays in those situations. So, like, he's done a lot better. I'm really interested to see, though, now against teams like the Bills and 49ers who can do it among the best in the NFL. Because yeah. if you look at his team, the opponents he's faced defensively, too, up to this point, I think it's the Raiders, the Colts, the Chargers, and the Cardinals all rank in the bottom 20s in terms of EPA per play pass defense. I want to see what this looks like now against the Bills and the 49ers. Anybody holding that minus-seven ticket last night on the Chiefs, 
sitting there like so just feeling so helpless because like even if it, even if it goes to overtime you know it's going to take like a miracle you, right. you have to have a field goal and a defensive score to like be able to cover you're just sitting there with a seven going I don't really care what happens and even point. then the defensive it's got to be like a pick six at like yeah. a three yard yeah. line for the guy to yeah. just like screw it like, yeah because yeah, he should just fall down <laughs> right. right and the game should be over so yeah you know like you're just completely and you're dead. also watching it going this is what I expected <laughs> right as they're going downfield every single drive and scoring it will so this Raiders squad now at one at one and four and they do get a bye and come out of that bye against Houston. So that's certainly an easy landing spot as you come out of that bye. But, man, what do you look at here for this team moving forward? Because it's, look, the Seattle game's no longer a gimme with the way that that offense is playing. I think the Saints will be a little bit better, a little bit healthier by the time they play them in week eight. Of course, they close out San Francisco, Kansas City. Uh, could we could we be looking at like a ten loss team? Well, here? Uh, you could, and here's the other thing: uh, there is no if Angel buts about it. Devontae Adams is getting suspended mm-hmm. because of what he did at the end of the game, pushing the the media member afterwards. Uh, and the Raiders' moves already signify as much. They signed a guy, a wide receiver, off their practice squad today to the active roster. They they're they're getting him in because it's their bye week and they want to get yeah. him ready because they know that Adams is going to be suspended for how long? That's the question. But you said it. The Texans all of a sudden look like a competent mm-hmm. team. It's one of those teams that we expected to be plucky from an ATS standpoint, and it is. And sure, you get them at home, but again, home field isn't worth as much. And then back-to-back road games against the Saints and Jags, depending if it's one or two games for Adams, and even if it's not, those are extremely yeah. tough games for likely-rated opponents. Only to come back home against the Colts team, which has its issues, but it's still one of the better front sevens in the NFL from a rush defense standpoint. I'm with you. Like this looks really bad for the Raiders. This looks real it bad. looks really terrible. Yeah. Especially, how about this stat? I love this stat. It was uh, I think Joe Strasky tweeted out. So they're one and four. They have a uh, a plus one point differential at the end of regulation this season. <laughs> Given how close these losses are, it's ridiculous. So, so amazing. Guys, we are going to talk some NBA because this is the time. If you want to get in any futures bets, you got to do it now. And I got the man to my right to help you out with it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes 
completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is the time to grab your VEASAN Pro Basketball betting guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including the man to my right on the desk right here, Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. We have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors as well. You cannot get this a la carte, so head over to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to become a VEASAN Pro member. Today, 22,267 words. I am responsible for it. Not that you counted or anything. Well, it's just got a little, know, it's got yeah, a little counter know, on the bottom yeah. of my word doc. No, you so. know, not that, hey, uh, I will say this. Look, I actually, I'm not a very uh, a prideful person. Mm-hmm. I am very proud of these every time they come out. Uh, I, I do think that uh, we as a whole do a very good job. It looks very nice. I think the information is very good. Uh, the results have been solid as well. But, you know, once you send everything in and you're finally done, and Ben Fox ain't Breathing down your neck anymore. <laughs> it's a nice load off the shoulders, and I think it's good to be proud of yourself every once in a while. No, a- absolutely, and I think, you know, whenever, especially for beginning betters, right, I mean, this is something, if you're just getting into the NBA, it can be a little overwhelming. It can be because you don't really understand the advanced statistics that you and I will talk about throughout the course of the year and all that, like, and being able to kind of get it, get it all laid out for you and something that you can take and Maybe just go team by team. You, that's the other thing about this, right, guys? It's like it's broken down by team. So read a team or two a day or, what, you know, read a team or two, you know, every, like take your time, get through this, soak all the stuff in, and and really take it all in. But, John, I guess the, the question here is is for you. We are, you know, we've got best bets in this thing and, and, and all of that. One of the teams that I am really high on and – it's, it has no bias whatsoever. I actually just like the team. It's yeah. the Pelicans, right? And I look at the way that they were able to perform last year after they acquired McCollum, and I saw kind of what's been going on. I understand small sample size here in the preseason and all that, but, you know, Zion does look good. I right. mean, you know, he does not Skinny look like Zion. he came in gigantically fat or anything or whatever. Like, he does does look like he, you know, took the offseason to get in shape and – and all that. I mean, and look, I don't know how deep you think this team is if they had, you know, if they had to go into the deep, deep waters here, but at least that, that starting five with the with one or two guys in that rotation in Alvarado and whatever is that I think this team is is plucky. Yeah. No, I think it's a really good word for it. And they are. They're going to be. And like from an offensive standpoint, 
they're going to have a really high floor and mm-hmm. an even higher ceiling if everything hits really well for them. They have the makings of a team like last year who could be really good on the glass. Like, so, like, for example, some of the numbers that you were mentioning, one of the sneaky things they did, CJ McCollum's their starting point guard. Uh, last year when he was on the floor at point guard, 120.7 points per 100 possessions. When he was on the floor with Ingram, they outscored opponents by 9 points per 100 possessions. Offensive rating of 122.3. Those are really, really good offensive numbers. You throw a guy like Zion Williamson into that group, and all of a sudden, you're talking about an even higher floor offensively mm-hmm. with how efficient he's been. I get it. And you talk about depth. Like, there is some things to like. Jose Alvarado is a really good defensive guard. He showed some scoring ability in the preseason. It's a preseason. I don't know how much you want to take away from his ability to score. And Devontae Graham, two primary reserve guards who are going to do really well for them. I think overall, and Trey Murphy, too. Trey Murphy's freaking awesome. I think he's going to be great for New Orleans as he grows into his career. I think if you're, like, pumping the brakes on anything, is I don't know how good they're going to be on defense. I think if they're going to be successful, it's going to be outscoring everybody. They're not going to get a ton of stops. And I think that's what gives you a little bit of pause in the grand scheme of things. Where we're talking about competing with the likes of Denver and Los Angeles Clippers yeah. and the Golden State Warriors and even the Phoenix Suns to a certain extent uh, and everybody in between. But like, if th- these are one of those teams where, like, for the guide, for a win total recommendation, I went under 44.5 because, you know, that's a pro- somewhat high total given everything you look at in the Western Conference. But if you can tell me you're betting them over – I'm not going to fight you on it yeah. in any way, shape, or form. What about to make the playoffs? Um, it's minus 165 right now. I found a minus 140 here in town, and it yes. was just seemed too good for me to not pull the trigger on. It's. I feel like this is one of those teams where, and, and you talk about like betting alt totals and things and stuff like that. Like you either bet the under 44 and a half, or you bet like the over 48 and a half or something, right? right? Like yeah. they're going to they are going to be either better than we think, or they're going to underachieve, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this, for, for me, you hit it on the head, too, with this. So, like, the minus 165, I even wrote about this in the guide. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about a minus 165 price to make the playoffs, I think the bigger edge is where you can find, like, plus 135, plus 140 mm-hmm. to miss. Because mm-hmm. that's, I think, from a like, in probability standpoint, a, a higher price than it should be. But now, if you're talking in the range of minus 140, I think that is more playable here. Because I think one of the things, and this is kind of a theme with all the teams in the Western Conference that you're going to see in the guide, which is the Western Conference is incredible this year. You have a ton of teams who are like the New Orleans Pelicans who either got better or healthier in the sense of the Denver Nuggets who are going to be much better. And so they're all going to cannibalize each other. And think about like when you're talking about the eight teams, remember only his top six make it in mm-hmm. solidly. And then you're talking about a play-in situation. New Orleans could be sitting in a situation where they could have a pretty good season, win 44, 45 games, and still be like the seventh seed potentially, right? And have to fight their way into the postseason. And right. then you're talking about, you know, obviously a very tough situation from a make the playoff standpoint. But I would say yes. Like if you're talking about laying prices, shop around in these NBA futures markets because you're in a much better position percentage wise laying minus 140 then you would be laying minus 165, which is out there. So let's uh, let's stick then over here. One of these teams I think you were probably uh, talking about when you say there's a bunch of teams like the Pelicans over in the West, and that's the Timberwolves. And we sit here. They do have four four more wins on their win total than do the Pelicans at 48 and a half. What, do you, what was kind of the outlook here at the Timberwolves whenever you were breaking them down? I, I think Minnesota is the perfect regular season team. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, regular season, I want to emphasize that. Uh, I, I made their win total about 51, just over 51, so at 48-and-a-half. I bet that over, and obviously 48-and-a-half at a small minus 130 price. I think it was the best price out there. Uh, it's perfectly playable still at this point right now, which is there. But if you, you look at like what they shipped off to go and get Rudy Gobert, it was a bunch of draft assets, a guy they drafted as a rookie who's never played for them before, mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly uh, and Malik Beasley. That's not that much yeah. to improve the way that they did this year. 
And so now you get Rudy Gobert. You're going to be a top 10 defensive team because that's what Rudy Gobert does for you in the regular season. And their, their talent is fantastic. And the best part is Towns and Gobert fit really well together. Carl Anthony Towns can shoot like crazy. He's now going to play the four from a defensive mm-hmm. standpoint. He's going to be like, you know, really, I can call it really bad, but a poor man's Robert Williams yeah. in that he's just going to be on the worst guy and crash in and help every single time. They have such a high ceiling when it comes to a win total standpoint. They're going to be a much better version of the Utah Jazz, right? The Jazz mm-hmm. were such a good regular season team. Postseason team, not so much. We saw them get right. eliminated early because there's a lot of inherent weaknesses in a playoff series. But for Minnesota, if you're talking about 48 and a half, uh, that, I think, to me, is a very playable win total. I've got them, I think, as the third seed in the Western Conference. They're going to win a lot of regular season games. I like the point that you make here, too, and I think it's something that people don't necessarily think about where a guy like Carl Anthony Towns, right? You bring in Gobert, and you obviously know what Gobert is all about, and everyone knows about his defense, but what that tangently does is now Carl Anthony Towns is not expected to play defense basically at all, right? <laughs> and so if he can focus on just being an offensive player, which he's – Awesome, as you mentioned. I mean, a dude that big that shoots that well and all that. I mean, like, he is awesome. That actually elevates, even even though, you know, it's a kind of like a, hey, this guy's not going to play defense really at all. But him being able to just transition to basically a one-sided offensive player and nothing is expected of him on the defensive end can actually make this team better, right? right. Like, think <laughs> like, about, like, a traditional 1-5 pick and roll. Yeah. Last year, that was D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns at the points of attack. Yeah. That's, that's pretty poor for the most part. <laughs> Minnesota did a really good job yeah. defensively there, but still, that's not what you want. Now it's D'Angelo Russell and Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. That's a massive difference. And, yes, there's going to be teams that go after Carl Anthony Towns and try to do it for different things. But at the end of the day, when you look at the ability of putting – a seven-foot dude and then another seven-foot dude. And one of those seven-foot dudes is at the point of attack from a pick-and-roll standpoint, and the other is just crashing in anytime <laughs> you go within four feet to try to contest a shot. Changes everything for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, you're, like, that's – it's a massive change for Minnesota. If we look here, uh, I imagine you're not laying $3 to make the playoffs or anything. Is there any value at all? What's, what, is the, what is the scenario in which they miss the playoffs where we're looking at, like, a, someone would put a plus 230, plus 235 ticket in there? Uh, I mean, Gobert gets hurt, mm-hmm. right? I think that's probably – obviously, that's always at the top of the list mm-hmm. is going to be injury. Uh, but if, as far as, like, missing the playoffs entirely – I would say it's going to be somewhat hard. Like you want more, yeah. I think, to miss the playoffs. Because yeah. it's like I said, if Gobert's gone now, it's just the team from last year minus Patrick Beverly and um, Malik Beasley. Mm-hmm. And yes, that hurts you, but you can still get by and get into a playoff scenario or play-in scenario. I think with that squad. So I think injuries at the top of that list, and who knows? I mean, relationships implode and all that kind of stuff. But they're all saying the right things. I, I think it's going to be if you're playing them to miss the playoffs, you need a much better price in that point. We are going to continue on NBA talk a little bit later in the show. Still several teams for us to to mention here and talk about because this is a awesome, awesome time of year. And again, as you just mentioned, I mean, listen, this is where you can still shop around, right? This is where you can still find some different prices at different books, and maybe there is still some value of it. Dude, uh, like I'll say this. You, know, you like, you like mm-hmm. the, the, the Pelicans, right? Mm-hmm. And a couple of weeks ago, Zion Williamson was being bantied about as an MVP candidate in the first mm-hmm. day of media days. They saw a lot of people be like, oh, I'm going to bet him at 36 to 1. And I tweeted out, I was like, why? You can get him at 65 to 1 in a couple of other yeah. places. Like the NBA markets are awesome. You can find so much variance in a lot of what you want. If you want to bet something, you're going to be able to find a better price. You just got to be able to shop around and have access to those numbers. If you're a fan of the Heat, if you're a fan of the Mavericks, the Pistons, the Hawks, the Grizzlies, we are going to talk all of them throughout the course of the show. And 
figure out whether we want to bet an over, an under, what's going on with the make the playoffs, miss the playoffs. We're going to have all of that. But coming up, we are going to talk to John Legazo. We have Major League Baseball playoffs rolling right out here behind us out here at the Sportsbook. If you're wondering why it's rocking and rolling here at 1 o'clock on a Tuesday, people are here watching Major League Baseball. We'll get John's thoughts here and see if there's anything he's on for tonight, tomorrow, or from a series perspective. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Eastern Final Countdown presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches, fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotines. Help millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. There isn't one right time. Zen understands this. Everyone's timeline's a little bit different. Everyone is on their own journey. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step, Zen will be there for you. Check everything out over at Zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. With us here now, dead heat in the middle of the playoffs. He's taking some time. There's games going on right now, and we are taking your time. We're taking your eyeballs away from a television screen. John Legaza from the Mayo Media Network, Cork Stats Podcast, everything. John, thanks for the time, buddy. Hi, how are you, man? You know, I'm nervous with my Yankees on deck. <laughs> so uh, let's let, – I, I want I, – you know, let's take this back before we even started anything here. But heading into today, I know you see right now the Phillies are up seven to three on Atlanta and all that. But what were your picks in each one of the series heading into today? Well, I, I'm going to have to be honest. I was having trouble really getting away from any of the favorites, which is mm-hmm. really not my style. And the reason is because of the new format, which I think finally Major League Baseball got something right. I don't want to give him credit because sometimes, you know, if you take a million swings, maybe you get one. <laughs> but but the new format with the three-game wild card, which subsequently stresses those wild card rotations, which without the days off becomes really advantageous for those hosting teams now. Tell that to the Astros. I think they're down right now. But again, we could, you know, that's why they play the games. I'll tell you what, though. I actually feel pretty good about it as a Yankee fan because Freed got touched and Verlander got touched. Hey, maybe my ace will be the one to make it through unscathed. But yeah, I've really been leaning on the favorites because of the depth that they probably had an advantage at to begin with. Now they get to start with an ace up against the opposing number three. So even though all these teams are pretty good, I, I think it's going to be tough for the wildcard teams to sustain once we get into those third, fourth, fifth, sixth games. You know, uh, the fourth, fifth games, I should say. Well, you mentioned your Yankees, so let's talk about them for a second. Uh, Because, of course, Garrett Cole's going to get the start. Last five starts of the regular season didn't really go great for Cole. Uh, So what are you expecting here uh, in this start for him in this first match? Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm buying the dip, you know, and I'm really the... Probably the preeminent pessimistic hardcore Yankee fan, which is weird. You know, I would have given the MVP to Shohei Otani just to let everyone know I'm not a Yankee homer. I love the Yankees, but I don't let it get away of my analysis. Let's talk about this game. Come on, Garrett Cole is awesome, people. 200 innings pitched, 3.5 ERA, 102 whip, 6.50 OPS. Everything firmly in place. XFIP and Sierra below 2.8 firmly in place. 32.5K to only 6% walk. CSW north of 32, 14% swinging strike rate. So the disciplinary basket is second to none. Above average chase rate, above average in-zone contact rate, so he could beat you in the zone and outside the zone, keeping the ball down 42% of the time with a 31% hard hit rate. 
I mean, all these things are checked in every single box. And I've been hearing this, this misconception. I guess people get a narrative in their head and then they run with it, gentlemen. Check it out. The thing we've been hearing is Cole struggles at home, Yankee Stadium, home run park. All right, let's talk about it on the road. 3-8-1 ERA, 1.7 home runs per nine. Not great. At home, 3-2 ERA, 1.2 home runs per nine. He's doing his best pitches at home. Every pitch in the arsenal, not a single one with a sub, 29% whiff rate. The curveball's up above 37. The slide is up above 44. And he's up against a Cleveland offense. Hey, yes, this is like your prototypical thorn in the side of a regular Yankee team, contact, all that stuff. Sub 700 team OPS on the season. Bottom five in chase rate, which I mentioned edge to Cole, bottom two in home runs, what you're going to need, dead last in battle rate, less than 5%, throwing Quantrill, and now this is where we get into my initial point about these teams being stressed. I would not nearly be as confident if Shane Bieber fever was going out there with all the ladies, you know, going nuts, <laughs> but it's not him, it's Cal Quantrill, and yes, he closed out strong, but he faced the Rangers, the Rays, and the Royals. This is the thing I'm looking at. The Yankees are very heavy, right-handed team, and we know they rake. They're awesome. Quantrill really doesn't have a very robust arsenal against right-handers. He's really just a two-pitch pitcher. So it's the cutter coming in at, what, what I got here, um, 35%, sorry, and the sinker at 52%. So put it together, what do you got? Aside from bibbidi-bobbidi-boop, you know, one of my catchphrases here, we're talking 87% of the arsenal. So what that means is quality Yankee hitters, no. Nine out of ten pitchers are coming from the fastball bin. They're not that disparate. So he's kind of working in the middle of the zone. It's Judge, Glaber, and Cabrera all have a plus 1,000 OPS. They have 65 plate appearances or better against righties. The number one team in the, on the, in the league on the season in walk rate, second in barrel. And they're the only team with a double-digit walk rate and barrel rate on the season. As much as I'd love to give the Yankees, you know, a hard time here, I don't see how they don't just clear the board. Give me all the plus money bets. I like the Yankees F5 team total over 2.5. That's at plus 130, and I also like them to clear the run line if you're not into those more kind of niche bets. Give me the Yankees run line, old-fashioned run line, clear the one-and-a-half runs, plus 110. Now, I do like the team total also, but I mentioned it's two-and-a-half through five at plus 130. You go to three-and-a-half for the full game, that's juiced up to minus 155. Now, I'm, juice is not really my thing in the playoffs. These things are all really too close, so I'd rather dial down the risk play for the plus money odds, and if we get one of two of these, right, if we split our risk, we end up in the black and we live to fight another day. So I think it's my Yankees, man, and I almost feel weird pumping my home team, but I really think it's the pinstripers today. Talking to John Legaza, John, we do have one more first pitch coming a little bit later, Padres and the Dodgers. Uh, look, Mike Clevenger going for the Padres tonight. He got roughed up in four of his last six starts, and and I think the thing probably that that most people see if you look at kind of the – the way that he's gone so far this year. He's just not missing very many bats, right? I mean, he's just not striking anybody out, and specifically over the last month and a half of the season either, which is why we are looking tonight at a Dodgers team at minus 225 in this thing. I can't imagine going anywhere other than the favorite here, kind of keeping with what you were talking about earlier. With the way Clevenger has has gone in this Dodgers lineup, it's just very tough for me to make a case for the Padres tonight. Yeah, and I would – as always, right, we always kind of preach shopping around, looking for value. I think there's a bit of an edge here, or just a bit of a blind side. That money line that you mentioned, minus 225, the run line is at even money, I've seen. Mm -hmm. So that's a buck and a quarter for a run in a game. The Dodgers have more than a run of team total cushion. So I'm generally not a run line better in baseball. I do think of it as kind of a greedy bet. But you know what we see in these playoff matches? 
when a team gets up early, sometimes they kind of pull the plug early and just look to fight another day. You mentioned that Clevenger kind of underwent a rec- bit of a reclamation with San Diego, getting away from the swing and miss, more pitch into contact, looking to pitch low in the zone and force ground balls. That's all good, but here comes the, you know, it's it's the broken record, guys. It's just what I said. The Padres are not giving you Darvish and Musgrove to lead off. It's Clevenger and the back end where I'm not even sure where they're going to go with their rotation. If they were at even strength, I think you'd have to give the edge to the Dodgers. Giving the Padres the start in the middle of the rotation, this this one particularly should be pretty easy. Clevenger's is just not very good. It doesn't match up very well with the Dodgers, and they do it all. I'm not even sure what you're hoping for as a Padres backer today. I just don't see it happening. So I'm really curious your thoughts now as we're looking at these postseason series. How much do you value managers in these series as you move forward with some of these bullpen moves? Obviously, they're going to have to make. They're obviously magnified by the way we watch them. Uh, but these make the differences on the margins in some of the ways these series are decided. What an, what an excellent point because I think that's one of the, the things that in the small sample that we know is the playoffs really does matter, right? We spend our six months talking about ignoring the smallest samples. Those things do not matter. We don't want to overreact to them. You nailed probably the one thing that does matter. It's thinking outside of the box, in particular as far as pitching management. I think offenses generally like routine. I'd be the type to keep a lineup in place. What I do like to see is managers looking to get the most out of the extra arms, right? We're talking about limited sets. Not all your starters can go. Right, I'm thinking about the Phillies. And deploying Eflin, Zach Eflin, who's been very impactful on a permanent basis, in a spot he's not really familiar with, but him getting the job done. And that's really daring to put a guy in those kind of leverage spots. Again, he's been a high-leverage starter, but not a closer and not in the playoffs. So I think those type of maneuvers are really going to make the difference. Yankees also. Are we going to see kind of tie on in the middle innings? We don't really know because the rotations are not set in stone yet, and we know the Yankees have had some issues in the bullpen, right? Um, F. Ross with seasoning-ending surgery, and Chapman is off in the sunshine somewhere. It's kind of tough sledding for that Yankee bullpen. So, yes, I think management absolutely matters, but really on the pitching side. When I see a manager kind of juggle around the lineups, I generally think of that as a negative thing. I don't want to overreact to it, but it's not something I'd like to see. He is John Legazi. You can find his work over at The Athletic, over at Mayo Media Network as well. And on the Twitter machine, at John Legazi. John, thanks for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. So we are right now in the top of the ninth. Phillies up 7-3 to three on the Braves here in game one. We are in the bottom of the third. And, yes, the Mariners a 4 nothing lead here over the Astros. Yeah, uh, Verlander got into a little trouble. He let the first two guys on, got a guy out, and you're like, okay, maybe he can get out of this. Uh, not so much the case. He gives a one run in the first and hasn't really gone well for him uh, outside of that. And this is this is the matchup, too, that in the regular season, the Astros kind of like beat up on the Mariners. And look, it's only one game. We're a few innings in. Series has yet to be decided, but I'm obviously shocked by this as a $2.20 favorite is uh, down 4 nothing early. Two first pitches still to come. Yankees minus 205 favorites. Dodgers minus 225 favorite. It is Tuesday. We're going to talk teasers. I'm not excited about Teaser nope. Tuesday anymore. Until, until, until it turns around for us, John, I'm not excited about it. We're going to give you the options when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Lace up your skates with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for all the latest odds to boost this hockey season. The action will start right puck drop on Tuesday night. That's tonight. That's tonight. I don't know Actually, if you guys I'm so excited. Yeah, I can't wait. Tonight, nice yeah. tonight. I'm in. Tuesday, first goal insurance promotion. Check out Bet Rivers or download the Bet Rivers app every Tuesday and place a first goal. Score a wager on any game. It's a whole new game. The NHL's back tonight. Yes. So we got the NBA here in a little bit. We got the NHL. We got college football. We got the NFL going. We got the South Point 400 that's going on as well. Your favorite drivers, isn't it? That guy you're talking yeah, about. I was gonna say allegedly, yeah. That guy you were talking about on break, yeah. yeah. That guy, he's there. Yeah, he's he's racing. He's he's driving. Mm-hmm. That's uh, producer Steph's favorite drivers in it as well. That's what she was talking about. I'm gonna, on I gotta look well. up his name now. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I gotta get this guy's name. There was a there was a guy that would follow Eric Almarola. <laughs> okay, a- there we go. A R I C. I don't even know if he's racing this year, but uh, yeah, Eric Almarola, like two years ago, was on a hot streak. Look it up. Let's. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. He is AJ Almendinger. Okay. Is is good. Good last name. Yeah. I'm a roll is ten to one. Ten to one. All right. All right. Oh, sure is. Back, if you go back to let's see, I'm gonna check this out really quick. 
100 to 1. 100 to 1. I was going to say, you know, he really got a lot better. <laughs> the year that I was following him, a lot of people were surprised at the year that he had. Let's see. So that was 2020. Yeah, it was a career year for him. He had 18 top 10s, six top fives. And, like, the market just would not adjust. And we would have Brendan gone every week on the edge. And I'd be like, how come they're not getting – he's like, hey, he's really not that great of a race. And I'm like, this year he is. Yeah, yeah, he, he's incredible. Yeah. And he just won't stop. So, so listen, I – He didn't win a single race. Admittedly, year. not a NASCAR guy here. But I, I do know the name Brad Keselowski. Yes. And I thought he used to be good, yeah. right? Didn't yeah. he used to be good? Yes. He's the same price as your Amarola guy right now. I mean – 100 to 1. To, do you just Father like, Time is undefeated. You just forget you know, how to drive. Speaking yeah. cliches, yeah. You just you just forget how to drive. Some days you wake sometimes up. Sometimes the reaction gets a little slower. Guess, yeah, you know. wake up, you're old, and it is what it is. All right, well, hundred to one on that guy, Brad Keselowski. I mean, he might be in my he might be in my uh, in my in my pool this yeah. week. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna get in some NASCAR stuff going. I love the South Point. Well, everybody's gonna be like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I'm going out there. All right, it's Teaser <laughs> Tuesday here, and if you've been following teasers or playing teasers, you're probably like, why are you guys even talking about them? Because it has been bad. That's crazy. It has man. been bad. And so uh yeah, every single time it looks like a leg is sure to win, no way it could not win, or you get last night and it pushes. Right, it lands exactly on one. Yeah. on one. Yes, it lands exactly on one, so you don't win anything as it is. I mean, let's start out here. It's another, another one, another one. We the best teaser Tuesday. Teaser Tuesday. Look at that. So good. Uh, so the Commanders and the Bears. Can you imagine having a teaser in this game? Uh, it is right, on my list right now <laughs> in favor of the Bears by one. So you could take the Commanders up to seven if you played the typical six. If you did the six and a half, you could Although take Although, according to Ron Rivera, they, their quarterback sucks. So Yeah, we're sitting a 37 and a half. To, so you could get seven points in a game with a 37 and a half total conventional wisdom screams that you have to play this regardless, no matter what you think of the team, because you're getting seven points in a 37 and a half total. I'm so excited for this game. I'm so excited <laughs> to put myself through this. No, I agree. Like this was when you looked at the board, this was the first one. I think yeah. that you had to circle, right? If you're, if you're still going down this path of teasing up through these key numbers and all those good things, which has not been very successful. You never talk about this half the year right before we came on mm-hmm. like this one though, this checks every box you would need to include a leg on a teaser. It really does. And, and, I, and I'm going to do it. And it's just, I'm going to have, I listen, if I have played as many teasers as I have over the last decade, and I would pass on this in a opportunity to take a game with a 37 and a half total up to seven, yep. then I'm not doing it right. So it's like, I have to do it. I have to just not even put it on television and I'll just watch on, I'll watch the box. And score. you know, it's crazy. So this is, this is just observationally. Mm-hmm. So I, I could be skewed obviously with the actual percentage of this, or I could be wrong on my thinking. But this year, through these first few weeks, the totals have have been a little bit lower, mm-hmm. right? So it seems there are even more opportunities with these numbers floating around, these teasable numbers with lower totals from like 44, mm-hmm. 42 and lower. Like it seems the opportunities have really been there, and yet these teasers have not mattered. Oh, it has been horrible. So here's here's another one, one that blew up everybody last week, Green Bay Packers. Green right. Bay Packers sitting seven-and-a-half-point favorites over the Jets this week, of course, you could take that down to one, one and a half. There are some sevens out there as well. Game's got a 45 and a half total, so not incredibly low, but it's not a, you know, not in the 50s or anything like that. And it's one of it. I look at this, John, and I'm like, I don't know if I would feel super comfortable putting this the way that this Packers team is playing right now. I don't know if I'd feel super comfortable putting that in there because the one thing we could always count on is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams just kind of pulling something out of their hat and, and being able to get it done late in the game. 
Aaron Rodgers just doesn't – he doesn't have that guy this year. Randall right. Cobb has now become the de facto number one receiver for this team, and if that's the case, this is bad, bad news for for this Packers squad. So, again, it it, it fits their home team. It's against a bad Jets team in theory at least. Uh, you know, certainly a bad defense, but – Man, this one, this one would make this one would make my knees knock a little bit. Right in the book. Well, and you're also, I mean, for lack of a better term, you're mm-hmm. getting that discount, right? We saw this. The look ahead line was nine and a half. It reopened mm-hmm. nine, and then now you're down to seven because the rating is down on the Packers. <laughs> like this really shouldn't be a teasable yeah. number. It wasn't going to be a teasable number, but now it is for Green Bay. Uh, and I would agree. Like it does make you a little nervous given how poor this offense has been. But now instead of teasing this from like eight and a half down, yeah. you're getting this now seven. You're just getting it down to one. Uh, again, I think this is a really viable option for it. Re- it re- at. I know it really is, and this one is one that is super interesting as well. So, Jacksonville Jaguars yep. head on the road to the Indianapolis Colts. They are two two and a half point underdogs in this one, with a total forty one and a half or forty two. John Jags burned everybody this past week, including me. Knocks uh, me out of in, yeah, yeah. Knocks me out of Survivor. Of course, everybody that had them in money line parlays, everyone that had them in teasers, none of that got home. Right? Yep. They lose the game outright. They don't get anybody. Any they won every. They lost everybody money this past week. So now we get them against a team that has been equally disappointing, but not equally disappointing as close in our memory as the Jags have been, right? They won last time we saw them, Because they played on Thursday, and despite the fact of that 12-9, to I'm going to stop calling it a win, and they lost less in that game. It's basically the way way that I'm looking at it. It's a win, baby. Here it is. You take the Jags up to 8.5 in a game with a 42 total. This one, this one just you, you have to play this one too. I think if yeah. you're playing teasers. So my question here for you is, what do you make of teasing numbers that look like they might go to three, right? Because the Colts, Jonathan Taylor still questionable, Shaquille Leonard still questionable, Julian Blackman still questionable. They're starting safety. If all three of those guys all of a sudden play Ryan That's Kelly too, right? Now That's you're true. talking about this number. I would say more than likely, especially if it's Taylor and Shaquille Leonard, this is probably going to be a full three by the time we get to game time if they do indeed play. And if you tease that up, you might be teasing up eight and a half on a number that closes like three. Yeah, that's true. It, it could it could certainly get could certainly get there. I mean, we're looking at, at two and a half right now that aren't that uh, you know the two any twos that are left are juiced, so they're heading to two yeah. and a half for sure. And then we can kind of go from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it just depends on how confident I am that it's going to get there or not. And I I get a little leery waiting later in the week sometimes to put these in because then I lose the right. other leg, right? Yeah. And so, like, I don't want to lose the other leg that I'm that I'm looking to pair this with. I think this Jags team, I'm not going to say this is a great buy low or anything like that because, I mean, it is only two and a half points and maybe it does get to three or something. But I, I do think that there is a pretty sour sentiment in a lot of people's m- mouths out there right now about this Jags squad considering what they did last week. But, you know, you and I talk about this. You've got to look at the box scores. you got to really yes. dig in. They dominated the game everywhere except on the except for the scoreboard, right? I mean, that 200 more yards offense. I mean, it was the horribly timed pick by Lawrence and then the worst personal foul from mm-hmm. Trayvon Walker that we've seen so far in the NFL season. And that ended up being the difference in this one. So, I, you know, again, I, I I think this is kind of a jag side for me here in this uh, thing. No, I agree. I think yeah. this is a bylaw. But we'll just put it – it's really simply put. Over the last two games, Jacksonville Jaguars have a negative six turnover differential. That's not something that is going to sustain itself. Trevor Lawrence has been pretty bad in terms of take care of the football. That's going to be something easily correctable as they move forward here. And you mentioned it nearly more than what one and a half yards more per play than the Texans nearly doubled them up in yardage. They're, they were a lot better in that game than the final score indicated Uh three run Homer here in the bottom of the ninth for the Ooh. Braves. It is now seven to six in favor of Philly as they try to get this home here. Only one out. So the Braves, with a three-run jack by Matt Olson, now seven to six, one out 
bottom of the ninth inning. Playoff baseball, baby. I was baby. Say, Philly had, what, six runs in that game against the Cardinals <laughs> in that wild card round, so now it would be fitting if they blew this. And the Astros did not give, uh, are not going to go away quietly either. They put up two in the third inning, so now four to two in that one. John, real quick, what do we think about the Saints at home against Cincinnati? You could get them up to seven and a half or eight. Um, likely to be Andy Dalton again. We know Michael Thomas is likely to still miss, but I don't know if we're really worried about it being Andy Dalton or no. Jameis with a broken back. I mean, what is, what's the difference? Yeah, I agree. So this is actually the first teaser leg that I like the teasers that I circled uh, was mm-hmm. teasing up Washington and, and teasing up New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I, I think with Cincinnati too, we're at a point where maybe like they're a solid team. I don't know if they should be rated as high as they should or as they are mm-hmm. by the betting market at this point. I, I thought that Saints were definitely a teaser leg uh, to consider this week for sure. Got a pro tip here, and John, you 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 kind of you kind of stumbled onto it here, and it's basically nice. like you know these teaser legs that are sitting two and a half. If you kind of see that the juice starting to move, or hey. there's some key things that come down, if it can move to three, then you know beware, you know, maybe maybe pump the brakes a little bit before you throw those into your account. We do have a couple of other games we can talk about a little bit later that do fit into maybe your strategy this week. If, this week, if you do want to play some teasers, but again, these things not been getting home for us very often. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.